0: Staff is ready when you are. Thank you.
1: Good evening and welcome to the November 1 Sacramento Disability Advisory Commission meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum?
0: Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd. Present. Commissioner Lim is absent. Commissioner Mercer. Commissioner Kramer. Present. Commissioner Chand. Present. Commissioner Crispine. Present. Vice Chair Crowley is absent. And Chair McMillan. Present. Thank you. We have quorum.
1: Thank you. I would like to remind members of the public and chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. You will have two minutes to speak once you're called upon after the first speaker. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the land acknowledgement and the Pledge of Allegiance. To the original people of this land, the Nisi-Nan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, the Putwin-Wintoon peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous peoples' histories, contributions, and lives. Thank you and please join with me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, and indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you all. The first business today is approval on the consent calendar. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar?
0: Thank you, Chair. I have received no speaker slips for the consent calendar.
1: Thank you. Um, I'd just like to point out that on the um, consent calendar last month and previous months, it it both included the minutes and the follow-up log. This week, the follow-up this month, the follow-up log is not included as part of the consent calendar. Um, so I do see there's an oral report by you later, Jesse, and will you cover that in that?
2: Yeah, I'll speak to the follow-up log in my presentation. Yeah. Okay.
1: So with that in mind, um, we, I'm willing to um, listen to that to see why this is disappeared from the consent calendar um, the minutes are posted online as of today so from the last meeting which I wasn't at by the way and I do understand at the last meeting the minutes from the previous month were not available at that time but I think I can um, move for a motion um, understanding we're going to talk about the follow-up log later Um, a motion to approve the minutes from the last meeting, which are
0: posted online. Do I have someone to move that? Uh, Before we make a motion, I did want to clarify the minutes. There was some discussion at the last meeting um, regarding, I believe it was August, September, and October minutes. Um, From my review of the meetings, um, I saw that they were, uh, voted and adopted um, at each of those those meetings so all, all of those meeting minutes uh, were approved um, uh, some of them were taken um, as separate items from the follow-up log if the follow-up log was there um, but they were all voted on and approved um, so the the city website uh, the on the upcoming meetings page in the archives uh, we do post the draft minutes on there and I do apologize on behalf of my office, those should be up um, within a couple of days of the meeting. Um, but the, I believe the minutes you should be looking at for determination on the consent calendar on whether you're gonna to vote to approve them or not are in the staff report. And those are the ones um, that should really be focused on because at that point it has gone through um, a few reviewers to make sure that it is as accurate as possible. Um, the draft minutes posted online are just the, uh, you know, as as, as th- are thorough. However, um, you know, we do like to go through a a few people to make sure they're uh, they're accurate. So, uh, uh, just to make it clear, the termination of minutes should you should look at the staff report posted uh, 120 hours before the meeting. Okay. Um, so my question on that would be: I
1: don't know if other commissioners have a question on that. The only place I know to look for the minutes are on the posting of the meeting. And they were posted, they weren't there, I didn't see them there yesterday morning, I saw them there today. So there is someplace else I should be looking and if I'm the only one who's unaware of that, so be it, but let's um, make sure that the commissioners know where to look and where the staff report is.
0: Of course, so on the online agenda, so um, uh, on the City of Sacramento websites, um, when you see the upcoming meeting and you hit agenda, there's an online version of the agenda that includes a print version of the of the agenda as well as um, a listing of all the agenda items and then a link to a pdf copy of the um, of all the staff reports now the approval of minutes staff report will include the last meetings minutes Um, so for this meeting the staff report includes the october uh, my apologies i was not at the last meeting the october 4th meeting So um,
1: um, the minutes are posted on the site now and I will move for a motion, but I would like other members of the commission to comment on that if they were unaware of that or they knew that or they're comfortable with that going forward, that if the minutes are not posted on the site, you know you can open the report and read the minutes for future meetings. Um, If there's anybody who has a, um, Alice, you have a comment? Commissioner Mercer, you have a comment here? Yeah,
3: I would just say in general that um, finding documents, because I've looked up both documents for this commission recently in the Act of Transportation Commission, it is very hard to go over and find things. Recently I was trying to go back through some of the minutes and I ended up looking at the wrong meeting minutes <laughs> rather than this meeting, the last meeting, I mean the agenda, not the uh, meeting minutes. So um, I think there are some things that could be improved on that. I know that you guys are busy doing uh, lots of things, but especially, like I'm looking up stuff now, and it's like over in the uh, MetaViewer, it doesn't go over and um, have any titling that goes over along the tap saying what the heck you're looking at. So you have to kind of, you know, really glance at it carefully. But um, that's a nitpick.
1: Thank you for that feedback. Commissioner Tuzon on board.
4: So you mentioned um, that the draft meeting minutes would typically be up sooner, and that includes what happened this last month—that they were not posted until today.
0: Yes, and that was um, um, that was on our office. I do apologize for that. They should be up uh, much sooner than they were um, okay. this, these past couple go arounds
4: And then I I am a I was aware, um, Chair, that uh, the you know when printing out a reports or our reports our judge for the meetings that meeting minutes are attached to the Online version not the print version of the agenda, but I do want to make a comment on two things that um, As been stated previously at our DAC meetings the online agenda and the print agenda neither one of them are ADA compliant and the lack of captioning for our meetings and our live stream and the lack of true meeting minutes makes it difficult for members of the community to um, know what actually transpired in in terms of discussion and issues that we raised during presentations. Um, And so that goes to an issue that we will talk about later for our report um, on meeting accessibility. But that is, you know, for example, City Council meetings are live captioned so then, if you go back and watch the recording of that, then you can at least get a sense of what the discussion entailed, not just the um, action minutes which are recorded for them as well, right? Uh And that's not available to uh, those who want to watch our meetings or any of the other commission committees or um, advisory groups that the city has. Thank you.
1: Thank you both for comments. Um, Knowing that and that the fact that the meetings, uh, the the draft minutes from the last meeting are now posted, Um, can I get a motion to approve those minutes? Can I move this myself? So I I move that the minutes of the October 4th draft meeting be accepted. Can I get a second? Okay. Without a second, I guess we don't get to vote on approving these minutes. So minutes not approved. Um, Let's... Hope that uh, everybody gets a chance to read those draft minutes in a more timely fashion next month.
0: Yes, and uh, these minutes will be continued to the next meeting, or will be put on the next meeting for uh, for another vote. Thank you.
1: Um, moving on to the discussion calendar, um, the first topic is the review of the draft of the of the out DAC annual report to the. City Council. Um, I'm hoping that commissioners have had had a chance to read that. Um, I think it would be appropriate at this time for Jesse to talk on this matter. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of comments but uh, Jesse would you like to go through, present what you have today and uh, we can comment afterwards.
2: Yeah, so thank you Chair McMillan. So I went through the report and I put this PowerPoint together and really it's taking the bullet points from the report and adding some pictures and uh, just a couple uh, questions and pauses in there for us to discuss. But essentially we're looking for the discussion time on just review of what was done in 22 and 23, and then looking at what the recommendations are to the council, and then looking forward to 24, and the types of things we want uh, to bring forward to the commission. So I interspersed some photos of uh, our various projects. Uh, many projects have gone out to construction this year that we've been working on for many years. And I'm here with my division manager, uh, Philip Avalos has joined me this evening. So it, it, I do want to note, every photo you see has been taken within the last six months. So uh, there's been a lot of activity uh, from, from our division. So um, that highlight accessibility in the public right away. So I thought it would be good to um, interject those photos. So again, just review an overview, go over roles and responsibilities. I wanted to get to know... The commission a little bit on uh, some of the duties of the commission and maybe where you see yourself as a commissioner uh, providing insights to the council. Uh, go over uh, what it means to me or my division in particular providing accessible pedestrian rights away and then um, move into the annual report and some of the um, the real substantive content there. Sound like a plan? Okay, so going forward, right in the city code, what is the purpose of the Disabilities Advisory Commission? It's advice and recommendations. So the guidance that you provide uh, to city staff and to the council is advice and recommendation on um, activities within the public rights way. And so I have the arrow there, and we often have uh, schedules, we always have a schedule for our projects, and there's probably about 100 rows of content of things to do for project managers. So I just want to give you that impression that when we're managing a project, uh, we are, we're no longer in the planning phase, per se, and I mean engineering services. We, we are definitely in the implementation phase, and most times we're managing projects that are leveraging grant funds that have uh, deadlines, timely use of fund deadlines, fund expiration deadlines. We are uh, having to maintain um, compliance with the way we manage those funds. And so schedule is, is often very important uh, for our projects as they're moving forward. So you as the commission, I think have a very distinct role in keeping us accountable, Uh, one, to uh, deliver the projects, but also to uh, do them in a way that provides the best accessibility uh, that we can. So just reviewing the the duties, and this is right from the the city code, is um, advisory body regarding compliance, federal and state laws um, to review policies Programs and activities within the city. So this is really uh, Ophelia and I's f- uh, focus of expertise is the activities within the city, and I would say projects. Right? <laughs> we're the one, we're the division that implements um, improvements as they affect persons with disabilities. So, you know, multi-use trails, sidewalks, um, those uh, those facilities are designed, advertised, built, inspected um, in in our division. Recommend procedures for city employees with disabilities to request and receive reasonable accommodations. So obviously a responsibility of the city, a uh, sphere that you have input on, but not necessarily my sphere, right? Not necessarily um, engineering services so much, but certainly as a city, citywide. Provide information, referral, and technical assistance to the city of manners pertaining to disability issues. So I think as um, there are devices that we're deploying within the public right-of-way, um, information, referral, and technical assistance, your reviews, comments on those things, items, I, I think are, are always welcome. To assist with policies, procedures, and programs as they relate to federal and state disability laws. So, so pretty broad. Pretty broad um, roles and duties. So I would say um, the uh, door for your input is is open in a lot of spheres. The um, the people managing this committee, managing as staff, are very project related. But I think the scope of your duties are 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 are, are even are are wider than that. So I had a uh, I thought I'd ask a question at this point. So it's not just me talking and, and feel free to skip this but if you did want to offer any insight of, of uh, kind of where do you see yourself as a commissioner um, uh, providing guidance as it pertains to these duties if anyone wants to answer that before I move
1: on <laughs> I see other commissioners going to um, comment on this. The scope of this commission is exactly as stated by rule and regulation. Um, I I know there have been times in the past where we've asked about things that are not related to our commission, such as (laughs) things that were really county responsibilities that really weren't the city's purview. But um, I would say that we fully expect the very minimum of ADA compliance and that's not even in question. Um, but that's the minimum, right? So we're trying to make our city better than those and enhance the, uh, it's not about just meeting code and meeting law. It's about providing the best experience for all citizens in our city. Um, so, but we, understanding we are advisory and, um, you know, we know our role. Um, we sometimes wonder about the value of our advice or how it, how, how it's taken, but um, that's fine. Um, I, I have no further comment on that. I would like to proceed with the rest of the presentation before we talk about the actual report itself. But um, I see uh, Commissioner Mercer has a comment.
3: I'm just going to ask for clarification uh, on what we mean by... Programs and activities within the city does that mean that it it is only um, uh, Because you're talking a lot about hardscape issues yeah, and there's more than that And I know that there's been I can see over in our recommendations There's things like interactions with the uh, police department and stuff like that Um, and uh, the golden one center um, that is and correct me if I'm wrong, a city property where um, somebody else is uh, running it or leasing it. So I just wanted some clarification over on that.
2: Sure, and uh, I might answer, then defer to our, uh, Mr. Jerry Hicks uh, on that too. But activities within the city right-of-way, I, I look at as our um, maybe alterations or new construction that we're doing within the, within the right-of-way. Um, I realize here it, it does extend probably to those other meanings, but I don't know, Jerry, if you want you
5: know,
3: to. Well, what do we have authority over? Yeah. I mean, well, not authority, but, you know, what is our purview over in this? Because. Uh, programs and activities within the city. and Maybe we don't get this ironed out here. I want to make sure I understand what that means because I'm also very, uh, very grateful that you're clarifying that there have been some issues where it's like that's county responsibility and stuff like that. And I kind of wonder about that because if it is within the county, could we comment and go very forward to the city, hey, you need to say something to the county about this because I could see that happening too.
5: I, I, I would say that that's really not within our purview. I mean, the county has its own ADA coordinators and their own responsibilities under the ADA and and uh, state disability access laws. Um, and I think the city has a full plate in just dealing with its its issues. So,
6: okay. Hi, Ophelia Avalos here. Um, I also want to you know add a little bit to this perspective here. So policies and programs. This is a citywide commission. So um, you know. Jesse and I are engineering and engineering services, which is one of seven divisions in the Department of Public Works. However, we have a citywide committee that brings in issues city on a citywide level to that. And in, in that, like HR, human resources, um, IT, you know, when they, when they update their website, they might, they might come to the commission to ask for um, advice on accessibility issues to the website. So that's, that's a policy or uh, policy program procedure, kind of, that would fall into that category. So it is, this is, um, even though most of the projects you will, will, will see at this commission are come from our division because we, we deal with, um, you know, the, the ADA um, regulations the most with the city, us, and facilities. Um, deal a lot with it so the Commission you know is being uh, run within our division but we um, offer uh, we reach out to all of every citywide like I said police fire um, HR IT all the all the other departments that have um, that are working on policies that might affect the realm of your um, expertise and advice and that would really profit from you guys um, from coming to the board and getting your input so that they can um, Make a better policy or make a better uh, program to, that encompasses um, Something for everyone. So we do we do reach out you'll see most of like I said most of our projects from here but we do reach out citywide and there is a committee set up for that that comes and We try to extract information from them or things that are happening with the city so that they can come to the board so we do we do make an effort to
1: do that citywide. Thank you for those comments. And many of the commissioners here are new, and most of our experience has been with the engineering department. But we do, and we and hopefully we'll see in our plan that we do talk to IT, we talk to HR about their hiring practices of people with disabilities. That is all within purview of this commission. Uh, so we'll go on, uh, Commissioner Boyd. You had a comment.
4: I do so um, it was to speak directly to this that issue um, I would like our report in our presentation at council to um, be more inclusive of all those other facets of the city code that established the DAC and I understand that our, we're staffed around specific types of projects but I think this is our one opportunity a year in front of council to make the um, pitch for how our commission can be better utilized and I do know because I've spoken to Ms. Avalos about this about the efforts on the part of staff to uh, bring more stuff to the DAC but really um, it would be helpful if Council members and the mayor understood that this ordinance doesn't just talk about right-of-way, it's talking about programs, policies, and procedures, and that um, they are letting staff know that it's important to come and participate with us. Um, So I would like to just make that that pitch that when we're presenting, we um, highlight that and our continued request Um, of staff to advocate for this commission to bring other issues before us. And we have seen some of that, some at our request. I think the IT uh, um, presentation around the website and updates, that was started by the DAC itself, but the HR um, policy that came to us earlier this year, I I believe that came out of the, the work of the ADA committee. Um, I do have a concern here on the wording of um, the powers and duties. I am curious uh, when um, and how item number E was changed. It was originally written to say cities, ADA coordinator, single, singular. And now it says ADA coordinators. I don't believe that uh, an update to this Code has been discussed or um, decided, and so I I think that needs to be looked at. I looked online, and it looks like it's been changed online as well, but as originally adopted, it is, if I recall, and um, Chair, I think we've talked about this before, that it said ADA coordinator, um, which informs some of our other um, recommendations as a commission later in the report. And we may not have the answer now, but...
1: Um. Well, to, to that point, and I, I'd like to let uh, Jesse finish his PowerPoint, but yeah. you brought this up. Um, I've, I've, I've marked that bullet specifically, too, because I want to address that in our plan going forward. So... Um, Maybe we'll let you get through the PowerPoint and then we'll discuss our input into the what we're gonna present as our report.
2: Yeah, because that's good? one of the recommendations, yeah.
1: Go ahead, thank All you. All right. Oh, sorry, Commissioner Crespin.
7: Thank you, I was just gonna echo, um, and we'll thank you also, Jesse, for the opportunity to comment that um, I am new to the commission, but. I don't see a lot of matters in all five areas. so I appreciate you bringing this back up and I would be very interested to see how we could proactively find more ways to cover all of these areas. The engineering projects are really important and that's been a, a major focus because it's part of what the city's focused on and it would be great to be able to offer some input here. Um, you you also asked, you know, how do we see ourselves personally one of the one of my goals in the commission is to think through some of the language. And I think that I've shown that over several meetings. Um, part of why I want the language to change is because when we use appropriate language, um, it just makes it easier to remember everyone. And we've talked a lot about sidewalks and you know, um, kind of the idea that there's bicycles and, and walking and and nothing else. So even just the conversation or the language around that can really open up inclusivity. And another um, goal that I also have uh, just includes recognizing some disabilities that may not be easy to spot. Um, There's a lot of processing and intellectual, developmental disabilities. And if we can think through creative ways in all these areas to address those as well, um, then I think we can increase some of the independence. And if we increase some independence and inclusion, then we provide the opportunity for the community to benefit from um, the presence of people with disabilities so that the conversation is flipped from unmet needs and people with disabilities having unmet needs, which is an important conversation, but it can be flipped also to um, really a true involvement and vitality of people with disabilities, and uh, some of that is economic. It's not just let's, let's include everybody in a gathering. It's finding ways and accessible ways um, to grow the city and, the, and people with disabilities is, is one of those ways to develop and grow the city. So just in, in summary, we'd love to see more matters spread across all five of these areas. Um, really wanna contribute in terms of the language that we choose to use. Some of those unseen um, disabilities that aren't, aren't um, often discussed or acknowledged and, and how do we include people with those disabilities and then um, trying to flip the the conversation from unmet needs to uh, also include a celebratory um, inclusion of people with disabilities so that we can see what what everybody brings to the city and we can all benefit from those. So that's answering your question, hopefully. Thank you.
2: All right. No, thank you. So uh, understanding the, some background, you know, part of the Barden settlement was to provide access and compliance with state and federal standards to all portions of the pedestrian rights of way that constitute new construction or alteration. So kind of getting back to just getting to the point that, you know, the staff that, man, that the staff that's the staff liaison to this commission, uh, this is what we're focused on. Um, but as Ophelia mentioned, we we will we do coordinate with the department heads on other issues such as the IT and um, some of the uh, our our uh, community development departments for other other items. But the items that I have uh, the pulse on um, are the are the construction related or constitute new construction or alterations. So but enough said about that. So why, why public works? Why, why are we um, um, involved in being the staff liaison? Well, uh, mission provide innovative and sustainable public infrastructure and services, preserve and enhance the quality of life. So you can see as it relates to the public realm, accessibility is certainly key to the citizens of Sacramento and their quality of life. So just to give you the sense of the scale that uh, Public Works manages, 3,000 lane miles, 32, uh, 3,200 miles of sidewalk, 850 plus signalized intersections, 3,000 plus lane miles, um, 83 miles of off-street or bikeways, or we might say uh, shared-use paths, multi-use trails uh, now. So, That's a lot of infrastructure, several billions of dollars of assets out there that have been built at all different periods in the city's history and um, that are at all, probably various stages of um, compliance. So our goal is to provide access and to bring those into compliance, portions of the PED rights away that constitute new construction or alterations. So what, what kind of, what types of projects do we see? Um, oh, I guess those aren't showing up too good, but there's typically projects that are just to provide access to a destination that improve safety, that are fixing and maintaining the transportation system, that are improving air quality, climate health, so this is where you know, active transportation tends to fall and or that benefit equitable um, investment. So um, investment in uh, disadvantaged neighborhoods. And I put this slide together because I wanted to give you the message that whatever type of project, and I'm talking about infrastructure, improvements in the public right of way, whether it's a safety you know, uh, motivated project or a maintenance motivated, that. Uh, may, fixing and, and um, providing accessibility is, is, the key, is a key theme in all of these types of projects. So, that, um, so whether uh, we are upgrading signal equipment, because there are special funding pots out there that have focus areas like these. And so we might get funding pots that are to improve safety, but when we do that, we're not losing sight of the accessibility issues that are often involved, so. So why why engineering services? So uh, coming down from public works, as Ophelia mentioned, there's seven divisions, we're one of those. So our mission is to deliver the highest quality infrastructure projects by providing exceptional engineering and project management services. So what does that mean? Well, there's over 700 uh, transportation plans um, that are estimated to cost about $5 billion. So of these plans, um, only, a, only a small percentage are able to move forward and have funding for implementation. So what does that look like? Well, 138 active capital improvement projects. So uh, the CIPs that our division is managing that are um, Within one of those buckets of types of projects, there is 138, it's about $400 million worth of um, projects. Uh, this is a picture of our Del Rio Trail, and this is a new um, bridge that cantilevers off the rail bridge that crosses over Riverside and Interstate 5 and goes right to the Sac River Parkway. Uh, so this is one of the projects that's, that's um, been constructed within the last six months or is under construction still. but. Um, so what to review? And so, uh, like I said, we're looking, if we come across an intersection that was built in the 1960s or the 1970s um, or even earlier, and we are doing a maintenance project or a um, safety project, the um, accessibility of the pedestrian right of way is always part of that review, and um, for example, this picture is taken from Broadway, and we had the groundbreaking of Broadway. And I know you know Phil Vule, who's been um, part of this commission for um, uh, for um, uh, at least a year, but has been very involved. He's he's managing Broadway, and it's. Um, I'll show a couple more pictures um, as we go through the slides, but I believe over 40 intersections are being improved um, in that project. Now, we don't always have the budget to do that for every corridor, but Broadway, over $20 million project, funds accumulated over many years, uh, we are able to um, bring that to um, into compliance. So, we review the curb ramps at intersections. We review the crosswalk access. Is it meeting the um, guidelines for the public right-of-way? Um, that uh, the standards, is there that 48 inches clear? Um, are the slopes right? So those are always being reviewed. Are there obstacles in the pedestrian rights of way um, our engineer uh, James Craig was here last month, t- and his project was a very uh, was uh, just looking at crosswalks and putting in uh, rectangular rapid flashing beacons. But part of that is reviewing: are there obstructions to the current um, access? You know, if it's the if the sidewalks were from the 40s or the 50s or 60s, there could be issues out there. Are there tree roots that are um, causing a uh, a You know cracked sidewalk or exceeding that quarter inch so these are the types abrupt changes level these are the types of um, Issues that we're always looking at Overhanging obstacles are there tree limbs or is there was there a business that constructed an awning that is not That that somehow um, got through reviews or something and or just was built without reviews and, and needs to be changed are there excessive cross slopes? So is it exceeding the 2% cross slope or the 5%? So these are the types of issues that our engineers, and I would say um, our coordinators, <laughs> so our engineering staff that, uh, that are in charge of this because it's way too much for any one person, I'm talking just in the public right away, that we, our staff has to be trained and has to be knowledgeable in, um, in what constitutes acceptable um, state and federal accessibility. So these are the types of things that they are reviewing for. So some examples, um, you can see this, I, I grew up in this neighborhood. This is at Fruit Ridge and Helen. And I think all my life, this is how this intersection um, looked um, until we got highway safety improvement um, funds. Now the h funds were, Caltrans were enough to um, move the signal. Caltrans would not provide funding for the uh, crosswalk compliance. So the city was able to secure funds to bring the, um, uh, bring the sidewalk into compliance. So uh, this was Adam Randolph's project. And so I asked for examples, and he forwarded this. This was constructed within the last six months, but I know that um, this has been like that upper picture for at least fifty years. So um, it's not often we come through these intersections, but when we do, we really um, uh, put the effort in to look at issues in the in the inaccessibility and to find those funds to bring um, the project into compliance. So just another perspective uh, perspective on that. So certainly makes a difference moving obstacles out of the way, getting rid of a vertical curb obstruction, um, that sort of thing. There are many examples of this along Florin that are under construction right now. If you've driven down Florin, I believe there's seven intersections. Well, Uh, we were able to get Caltrans funding to upgrade the signal equipment and the uh, control cabinets. However, uh, the city was short on funds to do all the concrete work. And the concrete work is some of the more expensive elements. So, uh, Caltrans wants their funding going towards the signal equipment. Um, But we knew we could not leave the accessibility um, component behind and so we were able to secure uh, several million dollars from the Sacramento Area Council of Governments who uh, gave us federal funds to complement the, signal, I'll call it the signal funds, um, to improve the bus stops at all those locations on two. So uh, often when projects are come before the commission, they're gonna include plans. And so this is a cross slope, A very uh, small number there, highlighted. This was Zuhaira Maui's project, but it shows the cross slope. Now before this project came through, that cross slope was 15%. So that's a pretty steep uh, slope. And to meet um, accessibility guidelines, uh, the goal is to be at 2% or less than 5%. So, Oftentimes, when we're doing this, um, we'll encounter a uh, cross slope that we can't always fix. Either we're limited by budget, or there's a there's a, just a constraint in the way the profile of the road is. But this was a case where um, he was able to come through and R Street, another like Broadway, another major corridor project. It it was went through several phases of implementation over 17 years, if you've uh, been down that corridor. Uh, involved a lot of coordination with private development, a lot of grant funds. But in this case, um, didn't. He, he didn't leave the cross slope at 14%, but got it to 3.5%, so got it within the guideline. So um, just another example. So. In the report, I included a list of everything that has come before uh, the commission that you uh, provided input on. And I can see you've been at work. A lot of items have come before this commission, a lot of comments. This is a, another um, picture of Broadway. So 47 corners along Broadway, including bulb outs. Um, you know, Completely redone. Obstacles removed, slopes brought into compliance. So uh, South Sacramento Parkway Trail West, we had the groundbreaking this year. Um, So just to name a couple, so I put those in the report. Uh, This was a project in um, North Sacramento. This was along Del Paso Boulevard and it, this um, yeah, Del Paso Boulevard, and this is a road diet project, but put in a very key um, crosswalk with um, curb ramps, rectangular rapid flashing beacon near the um, library there. So. so moving on, I think this is where the real meat of the report is, is the recommendations for uh, 2024. So uh, these were two that I, saw the first time um, the report was presented to the commission. So I just want to make sure we're capturing this. Again, the goal tonight is to get any comments and then bring this back for approval next month. So if there's any um, edits or um, you know anything else you'd like to add to these two recommendations, uh, then now's the time, I think, to have a discussion on these. So.
1: And um, we should have a healthy discussion here. Um, this first recommendation of the Commission recommends creating and filling a position citywide ADA coordinator. Right, back to bullet E that was mentioned earlier by Commissioner Tuzon Boyd. Um, to establish a liaison with the city's ADA coordinators to assist in policies, procedures, and programs and relate to the federal state disability laws. In my uh, several years on this commission, we have not had a liaison with the city ADA coordinator or coordinators, as stipulated by this bullet. So that recommendation is a result of that. So um, rather, I, I, you know, rather than just one sentence, I, I, I would elaborate on this that says, per city ord- city code. 2.5.3.040, this is ver- really important. Um, if it's it's the core of why we're here. And if we don't have that, uh, you got to wonder a little bit, right? Um, my second comment on this, the commission recommends allowing public comment for the agenda items by Zoom and phone. Uh, I was absent last meeting, and I didn't get that. But I watched the recording, and... I I'll tell you I was floored I was absolutely surprised um now I understand some of the challenges that the this council is, has the city has had with anonymous callers and I get that problem and I've, and it's been in other cities but but think of this people with disabilities one of their biggest barriers to anything is transportation. If anything good came out of the pandemic, was public meetings be accessible to all citizens of Sacramento City. By arbitrarily removing that, you have excluded people with disabilities and, and others who cannot be here to do this. So we were kind of excited to at least have interaction meetings, online meetings, captioning, even though captioning and Zoom is not ADA compliant, it was better than exclusive. We as a commission are about inclusivity of people with disabilities. But I think that the, so, we need to verbalize this in more of a manner of urgency and Strength. That this is this is a big deal to us, and and it's not just people with disabilities. Anybody has a barrier to participate in their civic rights who've been able to participate in public meetings. So um, I know I said a lot. I'm probably not good at writing that. Uh, but Fair enough. Yeah. That, I... You know. So so that those two right off the bat. Um, the second thing here is you know we talk about the golden one center we've been talking about this thing for a long time and we we will continue to do this as long as people are under people with disabilities are not accommodated at that golden one center like they used to be they used to be accommodated that disappeared so that and until that goes this commission is not going to stop talking about it. And uh, we, so something needs to be done there. So I think everybody understands that. So um, I think there's going to be other recommendations. Um, look, I'm proud of the city. I'm proud of the work, the things that you showed. When you show that we went and got funding for the, for the extra curbing and the concrete work, it makes me proud to be a sacrament and that we're doing that. So I'm very proud of our city for being this inclusive city and making things work. Um, but, you know, we had a, we, we want, we had your um, diversity and inclusion person come last year from the HR department talking about inclusivity goals for people of color, race, gender. We're really adamant that people with disabilities are included in that, that, thing for your employment practices Um, so it's not just employment it's not just public works and accessibility it's employment it's the website being accessible to people with disabilities and there's lots of ways and ideas we have on that so we look forward to both those presentations and I I really want to make that clear in our recommendations for 2024 Um, there are a couple of um, Commissioners who can probably articulate this better. So I'm going to defer to other speakers. Um, I got Commissioner Tuzon Boyd up next with comments.
4: All right, thank you very much for your presentation, Jesse. So I'm going to speak probably to the same exact items that um, our chair spoke to. Um, My first comment would be I understand the desire to have us discuss. Um, comment and provide input on this report to council um, for approval at our next meeting but I would just like us to um, keep in mind that um, it's important that we do it right and comprehensively and thoroughly and since we are not allowed to have ad hoc committees anymore um, and only can discuss the contents of this report here together at the dais that um, we be open to the possibility that mayhaps (laughs) mayhaps <laughs> our next meeting may not be the last time we discuss what we take to council and I do believe at our last meeting we did um, talk about and and it shows um, it's reflected in your work since the last meeting um, including both 2022 and 2023 so yeah. that um, you know should we move into 2024 for presentation that our work over the last two years um is included so just a note about that um, i have asked council to see if if it can be found the verbiage of the um, city code that created the commission um, there's a couple of things and i have i have some old meeting minutes as well and i might be able to track this down not here um, That the Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission used to be referred to as the Sacramento Disability Advisory Commission. And I believe when we started having the commentary about um, working with a citywide ADA coordinator, that, again, that terminology came directly from the code that was available to the public at the time and it does appear that it's been changed if i am incorrect i welcome that information but um um, i will for the purposes of the newer commissioners our chair is familiar with this but we did have um, correspondence with city clerk about meeting accessibility and part of that correspondence included reference to a citywide ada coordinator position that we pointed to code about so um, I don't know that the wording on bullet bullet number one is um, what we want if in fact um, there is historical reference to a citywide ADA coordinator um, then I think if we can determine that it wouldn't be creating and filling it would be filling this position and I did find previously a um, job listing for a citywide ADA coordinator. I do know in meetings with um, the city manager and directors that um, the city does believe that they have that position in um, the HR department, but I, I mean, we don't interact with that individual. She previously staffed our commission. She doesn't any longer. Um, it's more natural for um, Public Works to staff it, but just because that individual has that title doesn't necessarily re- reflect, I think, what the maybe the intent of the code was. And so I think, the, at least from my perspective, having that historical knowledge that um, this recommendation is leaning on the past and uh, presumably the original <coughs> intent of the city code. Um, so that's bullet number one. Bullet number two really should be we recommend accessible meetings that are accessible to the public period not zoom not phone but accessible to the public we have had discussions since we returned to, to um, chambers about integrated seating uh, which is different than um, having accessible seating um, we talk a lot about inclusion here and so um, you know i've already mentioned this before i know that there is a citywide language policy Um, that is moving forward and there is some space and funding for say um, interpreting um, but closed captioning of all of the public meetings that are live stream is is not part of that document at this point it really should be. Um, Again pointing back to the memo and the correspondence between this commission and the city clerk's office when we initially uh, sent a memo to city council advocating for accessible meetings. The city clerk replied that the city had implemented Zoom meetings, were activating closed captioning in an effort to create accessible meetings and that those Zoom meetings would continue to be available for all city public um, meetings um, to to create accessibility Um, and yet with just a A request or a comment on the dais that has ended that was a commitment made by city council uh, by the city clerk's office to our commission that that would be available and again we've discussed that those captionings on zoom are not ADA compliant but at least it was something also they didn't capture so for example if we were on zoom now um, it might capture what we say but it might not capture what you say um, outside of the Certain microphone um, range, right? Um, so, still not great, but better. And everything that our chair said about accessing um, these meetings. I was at a um, transport women in trans- transportation meeting, I guess, two weeks ago, and the active transportation commission chair likewise stated they had no notice about the ending of public meetings via Zoom, that they had seen greater engagement in their work, greater engagement and meaningful engagement in their work, thanks to having um, meetings available via Zoom. And I just think it's really bad taste and bad form that um, the city would bow to the bad behavior of a few and take away access for many, not just those with disabilities. Um, Again, I I would recommend that the wording be accessible public meetings to include closed captioning for all live streams, true meeting minutes, integrated seating, automated doors to chambers. I mean, I think the list could go on, and I'm sure um, others might have something to add with that. Um, Again, it kind of speaks to uh, the chair's comments. Regarding Golden One, I um, would like to see our report include photos. I have lots of photos of the drop-off point. Um, it should not just be accessible drop-off and pickup points for um, the arena, but enforced. the The existing drop-off and pickup point um, has no parking during events, but we don't have enough. I mean, this makes an argument for putting it back on L Street, but we don't have enough um, parking attendants to monitor those spaces. We don't tow people who park there during events in those spaces. Our recommendation should be accessible drop-off and pick-up point and enforcement of, that, of those areas so that they're not abused by the public, which they are. Um, really, the, these last two items, meeting accessibility, losing the Zoom, and um, losing the access on l street to the arena we have gone back in time and as a member of this commission it's so disappointing to sit here on the dais and be advocating for things and literally see our efforts and our hard work move backwards and so i i would like our report to really reflect the passion and the amount of time that we have discussed these these items they're not they've been Discussed almost every meeting for the last three years. Oh. They're not just presentations. They're, there's lots of discussions, in our commissioner comments about different issues in the city, and, and these are just among a couple of them. Thank you.
1: And adding some of the things that we that were important to us that don't seem relevant now. Was the alfresco dining was a big issue, um, you know, because we're talking about 2022 and 2023. But back in 2022, coming out of the pandemic, alfresco dining and ride shareables were big issues. Um, so much so that we suggested that the fines uh, for the um, I don't know this is so out of whack for out of our, not out in our purview, but we thought. Uh, the fines that they give for the ride shareables can be put towards parking enforcement costs at the go one. But, you know, um, I would like to, to, to probably make a note that, that we had a lot of input on the challenges for people with disabilities with alfresco okay. dining, taking up sidewalk space, and the ride shareables was a real, real problem. Um, I, we have no data... From 311 on, um, my observation is that it's not such a big problem. But maybe ridership is down. I don't know, but it was a real problem for a long time with blocked sidewalks, and those vendors were responsible for picking those up through 311, and they were fined, etc. It would, it, we never did get any feedback on that problem. It would be nice to get feedback that this problem has gone away a little bit. Um, so a couple of just a couple of other points for past years that um, maybe current commissioners um, were unaware of. Uh, thank you. And Commissioner Mercer, you're up next.
3: I've got a number of points that I'd like to talk about with this. My first point that I want clarification on is this PowerPoint that you're doing, that is supposed to be our commission's report over on or is this a report you're giving to us
2: this is a report i'm giving to you okay there's a draft report your report a, the paper version is in the staff report yeah okay
3: that's fine um so uh that helps um i'm sorry
5: to break in. can i clarify something for everybody yeah this is obviously your report and that's why and the the action tonight
3: is, is on that
5: to pass a motion forwarding it to P&PE. Right. And so make whatever changes, edits, add language. And then I would would, say, you've made a number of, you spoke very eloquently about a number of these things. You can make that presentation to P&PE.
3: Yeah, and and I have that in mind. I just wanted to make sure I'm commenting on the right, that versus that. So I'm going to go over and focus my comments here over on um, that um, so i have um, some suggestion and then we'll obviously need to hash this out um, and some of the language things may be missing some of your points but the commission recommends allowing public comment for agenda items by phone the lack of captioning the ability to make comments in real time is a significant and unacceptable barrier to participation of all citizens of the city in addition, the physical meeting space in council chambers is not accessible to current standards and needs to be upgraded. And I think that's plain spoken. And um, we, I know we want to not wordsmith too much. I'm not embarrassed if we do do some edits and you have some changes. But that's the gist of where I'd like to go over with that particular point. Um, I don't know if we want to go over and hold that aside until later to go over and vote on, um, or if we want to deal with that right now. I defer to the chair on that, and council. Well,
1: as thank you, Mr. Hicks, for your input. That the goal here is to get this thing approved by this commission. I do believe that we're not going to get there tonight. Okay. I do believe. I am. Um, um, I hope that we can get there next meeting, maybe. I I do ask fellow commissioners to spend some time on this outside of this meeting, wordsmithing appropriately, and understand that those, that input needs to go directly to Jesse for consumption and distribution back to the rest of us. I would, I hope we don't have to wait till the next meeting to discuss the wordsmithing of what we've said today. Uh, So, Jesse, I I don't expect you to listen to this and try and articulate everything we've said. I hope that those of us that are willing to write this up in a way that represents what we've spoken and provide that to Jesse so possibly he can distribute this back to the group for discussion at the next meeting uh, would be my hope.
3: That's fine by me. Do you want me to move on to comments on Golden 1, then?
1: Um, if it's related to the report. It is. <laughs> As a recommendation to go in the report.
3: Yes. yes. I've submitted um, I've submitted um, two times um, to Jesse um, some comments, and I ask for some clarification because each time some of the language gets dumped out, and I don't know if it's because he's trying to get the sense of the entire commission or what's going on. I don't like group editing projects this way <laughs> um, but um, the language is not strong enough in my opinion because it does not contain a clear recommendation it's a statement of facts and it needs a recommendation that's what we're here for we're supposed to advise um, and I've done it a couple different ways um, I said the Commission is forwarding this to City Council to direct the ca- the kings who are tenants of the city-owned property relocate the handicapped, drop off, uh, disabled drop-off and pick-up point to L and Sixth Street. The commission has found the current drop-off and pick-up at the city-owned facility is not in keeping with the requirements and the ADA is non-equitable. That was my first option. It was pretty strongly worded. Say what the heck they should do. Um, and I could see that going over and getting pulled back a little bit. I then went over and suggested the commission request the council address this issue with the current tenant and come up with an equitable resolution that better serves the disabled community. So, something along those lines, whatever we need to do to get it legally okay, I'm fine with, but we need to have a strong statement.
1: Agreed, and I think uh, the two speakers so far, myself and Commissioner Tuzon-Boyd, have echoed the strength of the statement that's needed. Um, So, thank you for that. Um, Commissioner Crespin.
7: Thank you, Chair. Um, Thank you, Jesse, for making me kind of think about my role here at the Commission, and you prompted that earlier in the presentation because it enabled me to kind of listen to the conversation and and just say this is a very um, specific example on what I mean. There is a tendency to focus on, um, there's a perspective that, that is just baked into society about um, when we deal with people with disabilities, we're making exceptions, right? That we, um, we're focused on unmet needs and we're going to constantly it feels like, and I hope I don't get too philosophical here, but it feels like we're, there's just this ceiling, and we can't seem to break through it. We're having conversations and making recommendations about things that are already structured and entitled. You know, like an ADA coordinator. We're spending time talking about that. It's it's already been um, ratified, if that's the word. That's already there. The same thing with the accessibility parking outside of Golden One. It's already been established. We're talking about things that are even already established and so when we spend our time doing that and again I'm being very philosophical. It's really hard to move to the next level, right? These are things that are already already established, so it's kind of like we don't already have an ADA um, Coordinator right where there's designated spaces then we're, we're arguing about that and then we had zoom and it got pulled away So I, I don't know if my commissioners are kind of following Fellow Commissioners, here what I'm trying to say is, uh, and I heard Brandy, excuse me, Commissioner Toussaint Boyd say this earlier. We're, we just keep talking about this stuff, and it's, 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 um, it's frustrating because these things are already established, and we just constantly find ourselves focusing on the same deficits, and we can't rise above that so that we can really move the the needle. So, having said that, I do have a couple of um, recommendations on on our recommendations. So one of the things that I would like to do, um, and I'm taking the chair's lead on sending you some edits, but I think this is a discussion item, which is why I'm bringing it up. We do need some timelines, or we need to time-bound some of these recommendations. So if I can tee up that conversation among other commissioners, if there's Again, I don't want to just say six months and then hear somebody say, oh, there's no way, you know, you've got to post the position and then it takes it. You know. So if there's, do we just say by, you know, for example, um, the commission recommends allowing public comment for agenda items by phone on all committees, commissions and associations, anything hosted by the city by January 1st, 2024. So I guess my question back to the commission in the discussion setting would be, is that reasonable? Um, the commission recommends creating and filling a position for citywide ADA coordinator, add what the chair um, quoted there is, that's already in the statute, by June 1st, 2024. Um, fewer issues, okay, that that was just more of a statement. I think Commissioner Mercer made that point. Um, and then I guess I would add, uh, You know, something I noticed earlier is, again, thank you, Jesse, for bringing up those five areas, powers and duties of the Sacramento Disability, Disabilities Advisory Commission. Um, Who would be accountable? So a recommendation would be, how do we find somebody who's accountable for bringing all five areas of these powers and duties to us? Would that be the ADA coordinator? The reason I bring this up is because if we don't take a proactive, approach and bring some structure to the accountability, some time bound expectations, then um, it's just human nature. Oh, no comment. I have nothing for the commission this month, nothing for the commission, nothing for the commission. But if there's some sort of um, expectation or some way that I could try to offer to articulate, uh, every department, you said you send it to the department heads, I have no doubt that that's happening. But if there's no accountability or no expectation or no, you know, at least twice a year, you need to bring something to the DAC, you know, um, is there a way that we can put some specifics? And and then, so that would be the fifth bullet point that I would recommend.
0: Okay.
6: I just want to have, I have a comment on on that, on expectations for um, time expectations. So just to put it in perspective, um, you know, we we do take um, the DAC... Commission's comments very, very seriously. Sorry for
0: my interruption. Could you speak into the microphone, please, for the folks at home?
6: Um, We do take the the Commission's um, advice um, seriously. We go back and we do whatever we can to make it better than, you know, where we started. So it's just, you know, like you said, one of you said ADA access is the baseline, right? So then we want to make it better. We always try to do that Um, within the conforms, the constraints that we have. Um, The this I'll give you an example not um, policies are not updated every year they're not updated every six months Policies. some policies are updated every 30 years some policies are updated every five years Um, sometimes when they're working on a policy it takes a few years to develop it to a point where it's presentable to the public and to the Commission's for advice right so um, it's it varies because the policy could be on anything. So um, I just want to put that in perspective, that when you start putting constraints on certain things that it's not, um, I'm afraid that you'll be setting yourself up for failure if it doesn't doesn't happen by that date. For example, this golden one issue has been ongoing for a long time. It's part of your recommendation. I would keep it as part of your recommendation and move on and grow, because that one is tied to a, A plan we're revising that whole traffic management plan around golden one and right now there's a a consultant on board and it's about a year and a half out before we can get it there so it's not like we're not doing anything about it we are constantly doing it we're negotiating there's been negotiations with the Kings there's been um, we got we 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 hired a consultant you know the traffic in city traffic engineer is working with PD and all of that to establish that it's in the it's in the beginnings of getting established. They have to do traffic studies to do that, and these studies, the technical studies, take a long time. There are projects that are um, it's it's complex, is what I'm saying. There's projects that are under construction um, in the downtown core that are uh, you know that are um, affecting. The traffic lanes and all of that gets incorporated into these studies, and then um, so they are taking this. This is one of the the top priorities in that new traffic management plan around the Golden One Center, but it's not a quick fix. So you're going to be, um, I think, as commissioners, you need to know what the realistic timing is on that. So it's it's right now it's about a year and a half out, um, where we can get some substantial information to to do something that is very complex in our city, closing down different parts of the city and making sure people can get in and get out around the city on, on the roads that we have. So it's not, it, and, and this is tied in, into that and how we get people in, how we get people out, how do we incorporate the safety. So I just wanted to put that in perspective of that's why you don't see as many policy-driven um, issues come to the Commission right because they're they're only you know if, if a policy is going to be updated in, in Five years you're going to see it once once every five years, so a, a lot of those things are happening um, And they'll come to the Commission when when we're ready Sometimes we miss them, and we're always in constant um, uh, reminders with um, staff level our leadership is always that's an, an agenda item on all our meetings it's like do you anything anything is is it coming to the um, you know that we can take to the DAC Commission to the ATC to all the different Commission's that we have are the what, what are what is there it's always an agenda item so it's it's vivid it's present it's a continuous thing and so the um, the reason we focus a lot on projects is because we um the, the transportation funds come through through our our division and we're spending it and you guys are um, al- you know you guys are commenting on all these uh, thousands of dollars that we are spending in the city you know and our projects happen every year so we're constantly have a flow of projects coming in and out so I would say the majority of the presentations are all of these projects because they're things that are happening and actions that are taking so the policies are going to be. A lot less a lot less infrequent and um you know and if if you know if there's anything that you guys see out there that you guys um think is going to be related we can uh jesse can always check in with the staff members and say hey is this ready to come to the commission are you gonna we don't want to come and waste your time either um you know here we want to make sure it's a valuable time spent so we want to make sure the issues are that are being brought are in a in a form where you got, that we can present and we get substantial feedback so we could do something about it and, and make it better. So um, I just wanted to put that in perspective of you know timing on on how why these things are happening. You know so you're not going to see the it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get resolution in the Golden One Center in the next couple months because there's it's there's studies underway that need to help gear all of that. So um, thank you for the perspective. Yeah, I understand um,
7: that. You know, the city's working hard, and I understand that some of these items will take longer than others. So what I'm suggesting is time bounding each item on its own. So I wouldn't want Zoom, for example, to get caught up in a year and a half with the Golden One Center. So we, we, that is my recommendation, is that we put some sort of time lines, considering each bullet on its own, so that it's not kind of moving as a package. The whole section doesn't have to move as a package. Right, so then then we have something to measure, um, you know, at the risk of failure, we have something to measure the progress against, and some way to structure success is is the opposite way to look at that. Uh, and then, um, you know, again, just one last final comment. Again, going back to the philosophical part of this, imagine if. You know, we had Zoom open and this process was working and we had people from the city either just living here, I know we're saying citizens, um, any residents, anybody passing through, imagine if, if they were joining us and we weren't talking about things that we had already established were necessary and actually even entitled. Um, we would, it, it would just be such a different conversation. And so I think that's, it, we're looking for true civic participation, which is everybody's right. Any, you know, anybody who's passing through or living in the city is the responsible way to use our time and our budgets, and it's the right thing to do. So um, you know, here we are, just a, a small group of us. We're, we're caught off from the public in a city hall that's not accessible. Um, and so imagine if it were, uh, what kind of conversation we'd be having today.
1: That's the end of my comments, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Crespin. I And I do appreciate the perspective of what it takes to get policy changed and things like that. Um, and we are an advisory commission only, we can't hold anybody accountable to anything, dates or otherwise, I get that. Um, our advice, the advice that we give as, as a, Volunteer organization is yeah, what needs to be done tomorrow, so um, not next year. It, it it's it would be sad to think that the um, the issues of um, the Golden One Center is 18 months away, and in the meantime, our people with disabilities have to be patient for 18 months while they get this worked out. So that's our perspective, the perspective of um, non online meetings and things like that, if that's going to take a study of several months to put that in, um, I would challenge how come it took two minutes to take it away. So, you know, if you can take two minutes in 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 an arbitrary decision to take this away, you need to put some urgency in putting it back. Um, You know, as an advocate, as a volunteer, as, as, and, and, Commissioner Chris said it very well. We're talking about things that should already be done, not about what's really, what we really need our city to be is an inclusive environment. Disabilities do not prohibit people from doing things. The environment they live in do. So our goal is, as an example, our friend Peter here, he might have trouble taking the bus because he can't walk on a bus like I can. That's not his problem, it's the bus's problem. We need buses that accommodate people. We need all our environments to accommodate people. So those are the discussions we need to be getting to as an inclusive city and getting past ADA coordinator and all these things that are done. So. Very well put. Um, Commissioner Two's on board. You're up next.
4: Thank you. Um, before I um, add to what um, has already been discussed, I do want to speak to the um, shared rideables. That really came before us before the pandemic, and I do know that several of the companies that were um, providing bikes and scooters have since. Um, either merged and or pulled out a lot of their units from the city. So I am concerned that that bullet is on our report because um, since the pandemic, ridership use and even what was available is down. And like you said, we don't actually have any data to support that um, our work, our advocacy had an impact on better practices. I know that we did have an impact on fine structure, passing on the fines to users as opposed to being absorbed by the businesses themselves. But that would just be my thought because that does predate most of the people on the commission as well. And um, you know, while we did have an impact, I don't know that that was really in the last two years post-pandemic. Uh, well, I guess, depends on when you consider post-pandemic too.
1: Well, I believe that by observation I think the problem or the usage or something's gone.
4: Right, I have no usage data. Is
1: gone. It's just me looking.
4: Right. As there's a
1: citizen down the street when I used to see all these problems and I'm okay with taking it out.
4: Either way is my, fine my but my point there's... would
1: be is having data would be helpful helpful, helpful yeah. yeah so exactly. we can strike that. I'm I'm okay with that.
4: Um and I do appreciate the comments about the work that public works is doing. Um, and I know in particular getting projects earlier um, I don't think as a commission we have any doubt that you, you and your staff are bringing things to us in a timely fashion and talking about what's appropriate to come before us I think as a commission our concerns are those other areas of the city that do have impact on everyone and that we do know that at least 25% of our citizens identify with having one or more disabilities and that's just those who would openly identify as having a disability. Um, and in my time on the commission, you know, uh, I can only think of one time that a policy and that was the human resources policy has come before us. And while I do appreciate that though there's cycles and there are longer cycles, there are programs, activities, and policies and procedures throughout the city that are outside of public works that impact our community as a whole. And it just seems to me that there are missed opportunities to provide um, input and, and even support and resources, because that's one of the, the bullets, is to be a resource. And, and we have done that in the past. PROVIDED um, CONNECTIONS TO DISABILITY GROUPS OR SAID, HEY, YOU MIGHT WANT TO MAKE SURE THAT YOU TOUCH BASE WITH FILL IN THE BLANK. Um, AND SO THAT COMMENTARY ISN'T ABOUT PUBLIC WORKS BECAUSE I THINK PUBLIC WORKS AND THE DAC ARE LIKE THIS, RIGHT? AND and WE HAVE SEEN THE WORK THAT YOU GUYS HAVE DONE, AGAIN, TO um, ENGAGE US AT POINTS WHEN um, WE FEEL LIKE WE'VE CONTRIBUTED. and as you mentioned, where you've been able to integrate and make better proposed projects or projects in, in the works. Um, I also appreciate the update on Golden One that had been on our follow-up log and has been taken off. And I think it would have been great over the last year to have gotten uh, any of that information presented to the DAC that you just shared now. Um, it had not been. In the last year, I know there was a report that it was being taken care of, but just knowing what that progress, hiring a consultant—that's all helpful information. At least you know to hear, um, having continued to advocate and talk about it here. Um, but again, there are still those other issues that are outside of Public Works and this uh, traffic management plan, which have to do with the existing site and also you know the the previous allowed use of an L Street drop-off and apparently according to um, city staff to me that L Street is open during certain events but not all events and and so again, you know, we've advocated and the, I know the city has advocated for the Kings to update their website to reflect that information and it still hasn't happened. So there's still work to be done that's outside of the work that's happening that I think is obtainable, attainable sooner than... Eighteen months.
6: <laughs> right, and you know, I'm I'm not the project manager, or I'm not um, very uh, close to that project. I just know that they're working on it, and they're trying to incorporate um, the drop-off zone into that traffic management plan. And so um, I know they're they're working on that. I just, you know, it's it's a. Uh, I know I'm not in those committees, but I know it's being worked on. It. We'll um we'll reach out to someone that, to to, you know, come give an update, um, at a, at a key moment. Um, but I, I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there that it's not, um, I hear, uh, about these issues all the time and there's questions and things that come up. So I know that it's being worked on. I just wanted to make that clear.
1: Commissioner Crespi.
6: Thank you, Chair. There
7: was one recommendation that I forgot to mention earlier, and it's something that I had um, brought to Jesse, uh, public comment earlier in our agenda. And I know that um, we can change the order of our agenda oh. if we want to. But this may be a question really for Attorney Hicks, and that is, I've and this just something I've noticed, and I'm all, I've almost taken for granted. I'll probably be completely shot down, but it's I want to mention that. Um, asking public to wait at a commission meeting um, again in an uncomfortable setting 20 minutes to speak three hours to speak who knows how long the Commission meetings go on it's not just our meeting but just uh, you know citywide and it's not even just this city it's just everywhere the public has to wait till the very end I mean it could be we could see continuance to the next day, and then the public is supposed to come back. Uh, so again, um, thinking about a population with disabilities, that's just unrealistic. And it hurt, it, 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 like I actually feel bodily pain when somebody's in the audience and we have one or two people there, and I'm just like, don't leave, don't leave. Is there some way that we can um, really show how important it is to us to hear from the public by, Changing the order of public comment not leaving it till the very end. I really like to hear it a lot sooner if not at the very beginning
1: you
5: know, I know the council Asked <clears throat> where they've moved public comment and I um, Let me check the, the council rules of procedure and check on that I do understand your perspective well, you know having people wait until the end and having to sit there to make public comments um, but let me check on that and I'll come back next meeting on that.
7: I appreciate that because just again a side comment not applying to every everyone with disabilities but some people with disabilities need need an aid, need a driver um, Got it. All, all of it costs money everybody's on a tight budget it's it's not like you know these budgets are unlimited and you can just have a driver anytime you want you know this very structured, I have a commissioner here next to me shaking her head. We're all managing budgets that um, they're, they're finite, and they don't allow for um, endless, well, it, you know, do whatever you need to, whatever you want to. It's like, oh, okay, we'll budget two hours for you to go to a commission meeting, but if it goes over two hours, um, you know, it's, it, it's just a lot harder to coordinate and manage. Oh, um, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Uh, Jacob Redberg from the Office of the City Clerk. I have the Council Rules of Procedure up right now. Um, Chapter 7, Item J, um, order of business should be carried out as listed, and it does list public comments matters not on the agenda um, at the end here. Um, However, the presiding officer may reorder the items at the meeting unless members object.
5: Thank you, Jacob. Who is the presiding officer? That would be you. All right. <laughs> and
7: Jesse did cover this, I, I, and I know that we can do it meeting by meeting. I guess my ask is, you know, uh, again, being able to take for granted certain things, uh, then we can get on with the real stuff, you know, that we need to talk about. So, uh, I would like to be able to just know that if there is someone on Zoom or someone in City Hall that wants to be heard, that um, they can be heard as quickly as possible for a lot of reasons uh, that I don't have to go into because I think the commission understands what I'm saying. We, we are time bound, especially when we are also juggling disability, thank you.
3: Commissioner Mercer. I'm just gonna leap on that really quick. I hadn't planned on talking on that, but um, I used to go and do comments over at Sacramento City Unified School District, which is a different entity and has different rules. But they tended to go over and do the general public comments on non-agendized items over at the beginning of the meetings. Um, And we may find that there are times when we want the comments at the end versus at the beginning, you know, so that they get a chance to go over and hear stuff. But um, I I agree with um, Commissioner Crispin's uh, comments that it makes it a lot more bearable not to have to sit up uh, because some of those meetings, I would have to wait if it was an agendized item until 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to be going that long. <laughs> Thank
7: God.
3: Um, the first thing um, I wanted to say was I'm very surprised to hear about the new traffic plan for Golden One. It would have been nice to know that in advance of this. Um, but I also wanted to point out something um, uh, to concur with what, Commissioner Chizom Boyd was saying about the timeliness of when uh, public works is coming to us. There was uh, one um, non-hardscape, non-public works uh, thing that we ended ended up hearing about, and that was, um, uh, let's see, it was uh, the language access policy gap analysis. That one did not come in a real timely manner over to us. And I remember we had a lot of harsh questions for that. But that is exactly the sort of thing that we need to be hearing about and in a timely manner. And I I, I don't know how we go about doing that, because that would have been a lovely um, process to be involved in a little bit earlier. Um, and... Uh, uh, that thought just struck me as we were going through and talking about things.
1: Well, thank you. So um, we have discussed this report uh, quite heavily here. Um, as I stated earlier, I am I, not expecting a motion to approve the report as it stands. Um, I, I would suggest that we, we we, commissioners volunteer to send information to Mr. Gothen if he's willing to accept as many different opinions on the same subject. Um, uh, I am not volunteering to be the articulated writer of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and, while we do have a professional writer sitting on this side of the table, I'm not going to ask her to volunteer, but as, um, are we all willing to spend some time and get, get our messages through to, uh, Mr. Gothen, that he can distribute back to us so that maybe we do have something we can possibly our goal to, to, to get finalized for the next meeting. Um, that would be my suggestion. Um, I don't know if I need a motion on
0: that suggestion um, and a vote to say yes, we all agree. We would need a motion to continue the item. Uh, before we take any motions though, um, may we go to public comment? I, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um. I, have, um, I have one uh, speaker slip uh, from a member in chambers, uh, Mr. Mr., Mr. Peter Mendoza.
8: Yep. Good evening, committee chair, commissioners, and city staff and public community uh, My name is Peter Mendoza, and I'm the community program specialist for the state health and development of disabilities for the Sacramento regional office. Just a couple of uh, points. I think when you look at this report, you really have to look at a holistic report, holistic approach. The council really needs to be involved in what was said and policies that really eliminate not only physical barriers, but programmatic barriers, but also promote economic opportunity and full inclusion of people with disabilities. While I understand that policies, you know, take a while to work through the process, any policy that impacts people with disabilities, is substantial should come to this commission. Speaking on a personal note, I was really troubled last year, we, and I wanna echo some of the words our chair said, uh, with the disability, equi- disability equity and inclusion discussion. I'm sorry, diversity, equity, and inclusion, I'm tired. It does take a long time to get here, and there's, and I haven't eaten dinner. I'm going to take a breath, um, but disability was an afterthought. It should never be that way. People with disabilities are gifted, talented individuals who work, play, volunteer, do it. We're supposed to be able to do everything everyone else does. And when city programs aren't accessible, one plank language, isn't considered for people with intellectual and developmental disability? Or how can we advance employment for people with disabilities in our city? And I'm out of time, thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Peter. Um, Thank you for your comments. I have no other speaker slips. All right, thank you. I, you know,
1: uh, you're preaching to people here that focus on the ability and people with disabilities can do anything. They absolutely can and uh, you're bringing a tear to my eye with your speech. We, we absolutely need to focus on that. So thank you, Peter, for being here. Thank you for your continued support of this commission. It's people like you is why we are here. So thank you.
8: Thank you for your kind words sir. and I appreciate the work of the commission and city staff. Okay.
1: Um, for the motion, um, commissioner Tuzon Boyd, I was going to make a motion
4: to continue this item to our December, <laughs> I had to remember what month this was, our December meeting.
1: Do, do I have a second? Second. Second, Commissioner Chan. And uh, could we take a vote, please?
0: One moment. Commissioner Tucson Boyd. Aye. Commissioner Lim is absence. Commissioner Mercer. Aye. Commissioner Kramer. Aye. Commissioner Chand. Aye. Commissioner Crispin. Aye. Commissioner Crowley is absence. And Chair McMillan. Aye. Thank you, the motion passes.
1: All right, well, so thank you for that great discussion, everybody, and thanks for your commitment to um, spend some time of your own time getting information over to um, Mr. Garthin. Um Next on the agenda is an oral report by Mr. Garthen. So um, I'll turn the, I have no idea what this is going to be, so over to you. Yeah, I can, I can pass on the oral report um, today, okay. yeah. All right. Okay, okay. So, um, taking in my perspective. Presiden- Actually,
2: maybe let's do this. I had a couple more slides to do.
1: Okay. Um,
2: that I think maybe could fall under the oral report. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about objectives for the meetings in the future. I think this might pertain to the follow up log. Yes, yeah. That would be so, helpful uh, to talk about there's a portion of the annual plan that talks about the 2024 uh, items. And so as Ophelia mentioned, I have a meeting on uh, the end of this month with the different department heads or who they've delegated. And I sent these topics out as the items that the um, commission would like to hear about. And so, All of them have someone that's been sent. So if, in addition to the comments on the report, if there's some more detail on any of these items for the 2024 calendar, which relates to the follow-up log, uh, please forward those. Does that make sense? No. Okay. So the, the 2024 work plan, These are the items that were um, identified. So this is what I'm reaching out to the various departments to provide input on. Um, Some of them are broad. So, right, so some of them like number three, just policy updates in general. So those will kind of come. But I guess I'm looking at number four, which we just discussed, I think, and then um, number five, IT is coming, and number six, um, right. I'm going to talk with our facilities division about that. So, so anyway, um, I I I was under the impression that the follow-up log was optional. It looks like in our rules and procedures, it is something that I need to to do as well. So um, a couple ground rules is I need to be able to vet the item to make sure it really pertains to the duties of the commission. And also that it's within my jurisdiction, right? So if it's something related to the county or something related That I I just can't. I don't control. Then I have to be able to vet it for that, and then finally just being specific. So I'll have to kind of go over the follow-up log. I don't have any history with it, and so those items I'm going to have to vet for that. So, um, so anyway, that's about it.
1: Yeah. So, as an example tonight. um, Mr. Hicks took, a, took away an action item to follow up on something. To me, that goes on the follow-up log. Is it, so maybe my misunderstanding is incorrect that somebody writes that down that Mr. Hicks is going to follow up on an action. That's not the follow-up log, I guess.
2: I, I really struggle with what the purpose of it is because I have an annual report. Yeah. I have a work plan. And then we also are scheduling items to come before. And so I think there, I don't wanna create an expectation that a project might come for review and then come back for subsequent reviews. I think we listened to a project last time and the idea was that the project would come back. I understand that maybe for like policies, that are kind of long term, but it's really not efficient for a project manager when we have 136 some odd CIPs. I think they're going to come once, and they're going to hear your comments, and we're going to we're going to do our best to implement those comments or see it. You know, they may not be always relevant. We may not be able to implement them. There may be things. Now, my commitment there is to report back on what happened, but to kind of bring a project manager for a debrief on why a project did or didn't implement something. It's just not, it's, it's not within the scope of the commission. So that's where, that's where my struggle is with the follow-up law. Well, to
1: me, that makes sense. I don't know how my other commissioners feel about that. The fact that, you know, whether it's the ADA coordinator who liaises, we don't, I certainly don't expect that person to come back and give another presentation okay. based on our comments but hearing nothing, it's not fun, but you or the ADA coordinators, our liaison, hey, they did this, okay, and you know, maybe it's several months past, you don't always have it, and, and again, we can't, we're an advisory commission, we understand that, you take our advice or not, we can't hold you accountable to it, but my perception was just some feedback at some point would be nice, Yes. Um, now that and helpful because it would steer our further advice based on where things are going. I would think.
2: Yeah. So I think the, that I'm I'm def, I'm in agreement with that. I think that's a, that's reasonable, and I think that's part of the service I can provide as being the staff to the commission. So, um, but on on the follow-up log, I I think it's is it. I, I don't know, the, the, I read the Jacob forwarded me the procedures on it, and so I, I don't know the background of why it's there, but it's very clear that if something's asked, I need to put it on the log, well, so.
1: So, you know, I'm okay with the, fo- I think it's reasonable to think that the follow-up log starts with our plan of what we want to do. It should be also changeable, right? So who predicted a pandemic, right? So we should be <laughs> able to adapt as things change. I would suggest that if there's any doubt how we should use it, we look at how other commissions and the council themselves use it because the other commissions are using it, whether they're doing it the right way or the documented way, at least they've set some precedence to how they use it. Okay. And maybe we should use similar as a suggestion. I see commissioner Tuzon Boyd as a comment here. So I'll I'm done down with my thought.
4: So first I'll speak to the follow-up log item of your um, presentation. Uh, The history of why we added the follow-up log to our agenda was that we were directed by um, city clerk staff that if we wanted to at some point discuss in the future or discuss during a meeting something that had come before us or something that we were interested in, it needed to have a place on our agenda, and the follow-up log was that place. So for example... Golden One Center was on the follow-up log. Okay. So there, there were kind of two, two purposes for it. Say, um, and then the other one that was mentioned around the language access policy. I had heard in the community about talk about a language access policy. Made sense that that would be something that the DAC would be interested in contributing to. So I requested that it be added to the follow-up log. Took a year and a half for it to come before us. It was a little too late to provide input. But that's how that's how it came to us it was it was shared with by city staff as a as a method of being able to discuss things Um, again that may not be the documented way but when I'm watching council meetings or PPE meetings I'm hearing you know a council member in their like what would be under our commissioner comments say you know, I heard about this language access policy. I think it's really interesting. Clerk, can we put that on our follow-up log for discussion or possibly a presentation in the future? So I don't know that there's necessarily a a hard expectation that that would happen. Um, But then if if we know, then it it did turn out that staff had no idea where to start with that. But I did have, you know, a contact, at least a starting point for that one example, right? Um, So I think that's how it came about, Again, um, I I, Jacob, me might be able to speak more to how others use it, but I do know not every commission uses it, some do, and I know council uses it in that manner.
0: Uh, well, council no longer uses it, I believe, from the beginning of this year. They have a whole different system that they use at this point. Um, but all advisory bodies do have a uh, follow-up log. Um, And I'll just quote the um, council rules procedures. Um, Members may submit items under the purview of the advisory body for inclusion on a future agenda by orally making the request under ideas, comments and questions. Um, And then uh, sub item A department staff shall add members requests to a chronologically ordered uh, log. So that's typically how I've seen other uh, advisory bodies use it Um, during the comments and questions period they Uh, like you said request uh, information or a presentation on a something that specifically um, is uh, covered under their purview Um, staff will put that on the log assess um, if it's under the purview if uh, how long it may take um, um, the correct department that it would they would need to reach out to um, to figure that out Um, and um, they'll bring it back to the next meeting for um for approval on the consent calendar
4: and so another example i can think of um was the wayfinding city's wayfinding policy that came about during a presentation it might have even been the del oro trail update and there was some comment from the public and from the dais about wayfinding and staff didn't have any answer to that question in the moment and so we said well that would be a good thing because there was an interest um both by the part of the public and, and the commission on wayfinding policy. And it did end up on the, the follow-up log. And then later I noticed there was like a URL link to it. But I think um, providing uh, at least my impression is that that information could maybe even just be forwarded, depending on what the topic is, to us by email. You know, like somebody said, what is our wayfinding policy? And staff says, well, put it on the follow-up blog." That doesn't necessarily mean it's a presentation email us the url as opposed to you know like staying on the follow-up log or i mean and then maybe if we would like to discuss it further that that's just another example um, my only other uh, comment is i don't remember and maybe i missed the meeting um around a 2024 work plan usually that's um an agenda item and so um i just wanted to i did is that part of this report to that's counsel? in the
2: report yeah that's in the report. Okay, is the, the work plan. So uh, no, this is good. So if the if the follow up log is to be used for requests for presentations, maybe that's worth maintaining. <coughs> now, if it's something like the wayfinding policy, if I go and ask staff and they're like, "Well, we don't, we're not, we're not revisiting the wayfinding policy right now," or you know, then it, that, that's the follow up. Right. Well,
4: when we ask what it is, it's not that we need a presentation. What we were told at the time was that there was no policy. Oh. Turns out there was oh. and that just came about as a URL printed on that document, but no attention was driven by staff okay. to that change, like hey, I did follow up on that here. I added a URL to your report. You know what I'm saying? That's easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do recognize that in the past there might have been some items on the follow up log that did not pertain to what we do. And so the, I think um, perhaps if, if um, we have continuity in both staff to the commission and staff here on the dais, that, um, you know, the, we can identify in the moment that is not within our purview, right, or, you know, in council. Like, that's a county thing. Sure, we'd like to hear about it, but that's not necessarily something that's going to happen. But if we can be, you know, candid and in, in, in the moment and, and say that, then some of maybe that, that um, gray area that came about over the last couple of years will go away and make okay. it easier for
2: you yeah. to support I us. I think I just, yeah, I need to understand the context and kind of like the, the, the goal, right, the yeah. focus of it. And if, it, if it's simple of we want a presentation or requesting a presentation on item, I can look into that or I can email like, hey, here's the policy, um, that sort of thing. But uh, anyway,
1: sounds good. All right. Commissioner Mercer, is your comments on the uh, follow-up log?
3: Yeah, it is on the follow-up log, and I'm, I have a query after that about the 2024 projects um, follow-up log. I, the thing that troubled me about that entire process of it, it disappeared for a while, right? And it's it's not here. How did something like that happen when that's a tool we're using and? we as a body did not change that. That's the thing that's kind of, I mean, that seems like something that if we have a tool that we're using like that, it really needs to come before us as a vote about like, you may decide to go over, and we may switch over to using something like uh, the brand new uh, work project and inquiries and concerns log, or something like that, because the city council obviously has gone to a new system. But I think we need to be involved in that discussion before something kind of disappears. Um, and because that just process wise, it's a little disturbing um, to have that happen as a new commissioner. Um, and then um, it sounds like I just realized we've got the 2024 projects. We talked about our recommendations, but at some point we, do we want to look over at those projects at a later meeting and sort of discuss that?
1: Um, my assumption was is in, in the motion we passed about providing information to Mr. Gothen would include that our comments that. on the 2024 plan.
3: Okay. So
1: please include that. We, we, we don't want to prolong this report. Okay. And uh, please read those. Some of them are very good and some of them are more broad than what we've ever done before, but yeah. would welcome more perspective if you have it. So, all, oh, please feel free to add to that. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that uh, great discussion. Um, I'm just going to move to um, any public comments for matters that are not on the agenda. Do you have any?
0: Mr. Mendoza, did you wish to speak on matters not on the agenda?
8: If that's okay with the chair, I know I didn't fill out a. I of course, a we've we've
0: got one here for you.
8: Okay, good. How does the of of a problematic barrier for me? You go. Thank you. I know. I'm going to say this as a public comment. I'm not having Zoom available for these meetings really makes it problematic for people with disabilities, especially with transportation barriers. I know this was discussed as part of the report, but if you really want to have the most public input from people with disabilities, there needs to be a way to have their do Zoom or phone. Also, the city really should have an ADA coordinator, there needs to be somebody who is really responsible on a citywide scale to ensure ADA compliance. I did want to commend city staff. Um, and they are coming to the uh, Sacramento Regional Advisory Committee of the State Council on Developmental Disabilities and brief the Regional Advisory Committee meeting, I believe is on, and my brain just went um, to much, but possibly on the 10th, I'll send it out to everybody. But city staff is coming to talk about the ADA self evaluation transition plan and a processing and public input. The regional advisory committee is made up of people with developmental disabilities, fellow members, and other people who are really um, boots on the ground in our communities, the 10 counties we serve, which sort of run from Yellow to Sacramento all the way to kind of the Nevada, California state line. And it's where we can hear from the local community about what's happening that's impacting people with developmental disabilities and families. And that information is transmitted to the state council as part of our uh, policy work and work to ensure system integration coordination and support of our community. So I just want to commend city staff or i uh, agreeing to come to that meeting, and we know it'll be a uh, vibrant discussion. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mendoza, for your comments. Um, no more publics comments?
0: I have no more slips.
1: Um, Commissioner comments and ideas for things not on the agenda. I'm going to start with Commissioner Chris Bean. I did
7: check my calendar, Mr. Mendoza. I believe that the meeting that you are talking about, would that be the Sacramento Regional Advisory Committee?
8: Yeah, and I may have given the wrong date, I looked it up, but I I really have eaten that my brain's not doing dates very well, so my apologies.
7: No worries, I'm showing December twelfth at ten AM and that is available over Zoom. Yes. So that again that date is December twelfth at ten AM and uh, check the State Council for Developmental Disabilities website for the link, yes? Correct. Thank you. Um, And I did want to um, repeat something I said last month. If you haven't already heard, Disability Voices United has a virtual conference this Friday from 8.30 to 4.30. The um, theme is Our Future, Our Fight, our right to self-determination so this is going to be a really robust conversation about self determination and the self-determination program is key to a meaningful future for people with developmental disabilities but our rights and good futures are never guaranteed they have to be fought for join us for a day of discussion and advocacy around self-determination program We'll learn about how the program can help us build a better future for ourselves and all people with disabilities and advocate together to break down the barriers to participation. This conference will build individual connections between participants, families, independent facilitators, FMSs, which is a financial management service for regional center clients on the self-determination program, service providers and regional centers while shaping a larger movement to ensure our right to a self-determination program. There is a fee for the program, but uh, if you are a regional client, you can arrange to have that paid for. So I suggest you reach out to your service coordinator. And um, I did want to thank Mr. Medosa for coming in. Um, As we've discussed, it takes a lot and against uh, lots of odds. He was here and was given two different two-minute sections to speak, and I'm sure related to the effort that that took, I really appreciate it. Um, To, again, pile on a third time to my philosophical comment earlier, look how much it changed our meeting and the conversation to have just one person um, be uh, able to give comment and um, it's really important to open up the opportunities for others. uh, Mm -hmm. Commissioner Toussaint Boyd mentioned 25% of people in the city identify with having at least one or more disabilities. For California, it's 24% um, and we can't just have one one human being representing all of those voices. So, uh, thank you, Mr. Mendoza, for coming in and I look forward to hearing more from you and hopefully the public as well. Thank you.
1: Mercer. Um,
3: So, I went over to the last active transportation commission meeting and uh, spoke during public comments um and um i i said that although i was a member of the disability advisory commission i was representing my own views around things there um but i think it's important um and it has to do with um some of the work i think that um, Commissioner Crispin's identified and it looks like it's probably somewhere in the penumbral region of uh, items uh, three and five on uh, The 2024 plan and that's about language um, And so I'm not going to read the entire thing uh, where I tell them their annual report looks great in the rest uh, But just uh, the gist of it because I think it's something we need to think about is uh, getting the city changing the language because that is something over in some of the public works stuff they tend to shorthand things to uh, bikes and walking. Um, So we end, I said, um, we end up hearing many of the same proposals for road improvements because of ADA components at our meeting. One of the things that's coming up is the erasure of how some of our communities move um, in the community. Often improvements are shorthanded as improving pedestrian and bicycle access. This discussion came up at our last meeting and I pointed out that the term active transportation is meant to be a shorthand for the entire variety of access, including the, non, uh, the disabled community um, and those using assisted devices to, to move about. Basically, it's anything that's not a, well, now there are EVs, but not a passenger vehicle, truck, et cetera. Um, and um, the problem is that um, folks involved in active transportation very often know that, but not everybody else does and the general public doesn't. Um, And uh, I think we need to do a better job of defining active transportation, not on every page of these presentations that are coming from the city, but probably at the beginning, um, having a statement saying this project is meant to meet the city's active transportation goals, which includes a variety of non-vehicle movements, including pedestrians, bikes, wheelchairs, walkers, and other assistive movement devices. We can wordsmith that over time, but that's kind of the gist of what I'd like to see coming to us, that when we're getting these reports, it's not going to say that on every single page. It's not going to do the entire list, but the list at the beginning and saying that's active transport, and then anywhere else in the report, when you refer to active transport, then it's been defined, and it includes this community as well.
6: Thank you thank you I just wanted to give everybody an update regarding
7: um, the meeting that myself and vice-chair Crawley had attended regarding the city's vehicle um, bicycle parking project we had our first meeting and um, it was mostly an overview of what's going to be happening and um, introductions from each participant so we have three
6: other meetings um, that we will be attending, and then we will give you an update after the next one.
1: Thank you for that update, and thanks again to you and Commissioner Crowley for um, being nominated and volunteering to serve on our behalf on that. Uh, Commissioner Two is on board.
4: Thank you, thank you, everybody, um, for your comments, and for Mr. Mendoza for being here. Um, he committed. At, last month when he couldn't participate via zoom to be here um, in person with us tonight so appreciate you Um, i was honored to uh, be a panelist at the october women in transportation sacramento chapter uh, monthly luncheon which was dedicated to disability employment awareness and talked about Um, equal opportunity for employment and projects uh, with speakers from um, Caltrans, um, a consultant that works on a lot of transportation related uh, projects here in Sacramento with a depth of experience in the Barden settlement and how that impacts the stuff that comes before us as a commission. And um, I did hear uh, during that luncheon some exciting news, I think, for our group that uh, going forward um, crossings will all be required to have audible uh, signals. Um, So I don't know what the timing is for that, but I know that's often a question that we ask when projects come before us. And so that, I believe, has to do with some federal um, either legislation or mandate. Um, I also wanted to share with you all that the uh, third annual Cops and Coffee and Cookies will be held. Um, I've been partnering with Fly Brave Emporium again and Sacramento Police Department Mental Health Unit, which has presented to us in the past. Um, that event will be 1 to 3 p.m. on December 16th. Um, Fly Brave, Brave Emporium is located at five. 5- 901 Broadway, Unit B. It's next to bacon and butter if you are familiar with that fine eatery. And this event is a festive social designed to introduce those who have intellectual disabilities and developmental disabilities to those working in the community to keep us safe. And so um, if you haven't joined us in the past, I invite you to come and be with us and I will remind you in December at our meeting about that. Um, and then, uh, finally, um, you know, we all have different reasons for serving on this commission. And um, we don't really get an opportunity to talk about that very much outside of when we introduce ourselves to our fellow commissioners. And, um, you know, I have a loved one, a young adult a daughter who um, has disabilities and you know, is constantly navigating a space, a community, a world where um, ableism is a barrier for her. She faces discrimination. um, And as a caregiver, support person, a parent, an advocate, um, it is just, it's heartbreaking that this is the world that you know we live in and that we have to fight so hard to make sure that disability um, neurodiversity is a part of the diversity equity inclusion um, discussion and I know that's why I'm here I know that's why a lot of the other folks on this dais are here and I just wanted to make that statement you know I want our work to be meaningful and I want to make this city a better place for my daughter to live in and for um, others to, like Peter, to work in, um, for people to come and play and participate in, you know, um, events and festivals at the Capitol. And um, this work is really important. And I never, uh, you know, mind being here, and, and I just wanted to thank everybody else for being on the dais as well.
1: Well, thank you for that, um, that, that those words, uh, Commissioner Tuzon Boyd. Um, yeah, it, what you see up here is not adversary or anything more than passion, and we're all passionate about the things that matter to us, so very personal, and thank you for that. Um, I did promise the commission to get clarification based on an email that went to everybody today that um, as far as part of the Brown Act, right? We, we are not to communicate outside of this forum on matters relating to this commission. So um, Jesse has said that he will blind copy us in the future. Uh, we can't, copy all because that that's not the way it's done so communication from Jesse will be to us our communication back to Jesse will be to Jesse and he can disperse that as appropriate so that's the clarification I promised this Commission and I hope everybody understands that Um, if I see you in a bar somewhere I might talk to you about things but it won't be about this Commission business Having said that, um, I've heard a couple of times tonight that words matter. I, I will point do will point out that um, it was kind of said before, we are the Sacramento Disability Advisory Commission. That's the official document. Our minutes say Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission probably should be cleaned up just so they match what we really are, just for words matter. Yeah, so... No, it's been that way forever. I just never saw it until
0: someone mentioned it. So, uh, Jacob Bradford, Bradberg from the Office of the City Clerk. I do have the original ordinance um, creating the, the body open, and I'm reading here Disabilities Advisory okay. Commission.
1: So whatever it should be, let's use it consistently Excellent. on the documents yes. is my suggestion. Um, with that, first and foremost, I, I, most importantly... I'd like to thank the members of the public that have shown up here tonight, most importantly. Secondly, thank you for the city staff for showing up at our meeting as always and supporting this work that we feel so passionate about. Thank you to my fellow commissioners for showing up again and a very healthy discussion. It was was very good and I I look forward to the next meeting uh, to get our annual report finalized. With that, Thanks to all, this meeting is now adjourned.